Welcome back to the OU's Mishnah Yomis. My name is Jacob Bromwitz, and today we are reaching the conclusion of our studies in Tractate Megillah. Today we are in the fourth chapter, and we are doing Mishnayas Ches and Tes. Mishnah Ches says, Ha'omer eni over hateva If somebody says, I won't daven for the Amud, I won't serve as Shliach Tzibors, the leader of the prayer service, because I'm wearing colored clothes, Af bilvanim lo yavor. We don't allow him to serve as prayer leader even when he's wearing white clothes. Besandal, any over? I won't go up and daven for the Amud because I'm wearing shoes. Af yachef lo yavor. We also don't allow him to do it when he's barefoot. Haoset filoso agula. If someone makes his tefillins, particularly speaking of the tefillin on his head, round, sakana, it's dangerous. Ve'en ba mitzvah. And he doesn't fulfill the obligation of wearing tefillin. Nasana al mitzcho or al pasiado, if he wears his tefillin on his forehead or on the palm of his hand, harizo derechaminus. This is the manner of minus. Now, we had previously discussed, I believe, that minus is an early form of Christianity. It was not a separate religion as it is today. It was still a Jewish cult that uh, had some ideas that were antithetical to rabbinic Judaism. So if somebody does that, then it's like the Sadducees following the literal interpretation and not the rabbinic interpretation of some Torah commandments. Tzipan Zahav, if he coated his tefillin with gold, Unasana al unklishalo, or he wears them on the outside of his sleeve, Harizo Derechachitzonim, this is the way of the outsiders. So let us take a look in the Bartonuro. If someone refuses to go up wearing colored clothes, we don't let him go even when he's wearing white clothes. We're worried that he's got some heretical ideas. Because idolaters were strict only to go and lead the prayers when they were wearing white clothes. This is not a Jewish concern. So the Bartonero adds a word, someone who makes the tefillin of his head round, like a nut or an egg, it's a danger, that it shouldn't enter his head. Let's skip over to the Tosvos Yantiv for a second. This is the language of the Aruch. Sometimes he falls on his face when he says Tachnun. And it smashes his brains. And Rashi is more concerned that if he uh, walks into a door that it shouldn't... Uh, smash in. So I guess that the flat base of the tefillin, the way we wear them, is a safety net that keeps it from going into uh, to our heads uh, if applied with pressure, and uh, the round ones would be potentially dangerous. However, it doesn't make a difference, because if you wear round tefillin, ain't bo mitzvah, you do not fulfill the mitzvah. The tefillin mervos halacha l'moshmi because we know from a halacha l'moshmi everyone agrees that tefillin are square, so you only fulfill the obligation with proper tefillin. So if someone does one of these things, Harizu Derech Minus, this is the way of the Minim, of the early Christian sect of uh, Judaism. Shabozim Dibri Chachamim Bahochen Achar Mashmos Hamikra, Baomrim Bain Enachamamash, Ayadchamamash. So they disregard the teachings of the rabbis and they follow the literal meaning of the verses. So it says, put tefillin between your eyes, they put it literally between their eyes. The, the Torah says, put it on your hands, they put it on the palm of their hand. The Chachabim lamdu b'gzera shava, but the rabbis learned from uh, b'gzera shava, which is one of the forms of 
Torah interpretation. That uh, Benenecha is the hairline, the place where a child would have a soft spot. And on the hand means upper on the arm, facing the heart. So we understand that between the eyes is not literally between the eyes, it's just side to side between the eyes, and on the hand doesn't mean on the palm, it means on the upper part of the arm. Tzipu Zahav, if he coated them with gold. Bahakasuv Omer, Lamantiya Toras Hashem Bafiha. So there's a Pasik in Shmos that says that God's uh, Torah should be in your mouth. Minhamosa Bafiha, something that's permitted to be in your mouth, namely kosher food. Shihehakol mi or behematahora, so that everything in Tfilin and, and uh, say for Torah and Mezuzah, these things are all made out of the skin of kosher animals. Volomi Zahav, and not from gold. Yes, you're allowed to put gold into your mouth, but that's not what we understand the Pasik to mean. Venasna al base onkli, if he wears it outside his sleeve. Abes yad hamabush mi on the outside of his garment. Vakasiv omer os, velola acherim laos. And uh, we learn from the Pusik that tefillin are meant to be a sign for us, but not for others. So that's why we wear them the way we do, covered but with the hole under our sleeve, etc. They're for us, they're not for public display. Harizu derech hachitzonim. This is the way of outsiders. Bnei Adam hahochim achardatam chutz midas hachachamim. These are people who do whatever they want. Whatever occurs to them is the right way to go, regardless of what the rabbis understood and taught. Mishnah Tess. If someone's davening for the Amud and he says to God, the good ones will bless you. This again is not a Jewish way of expressing our prayers. If he says to God that his kindness extends to the bird's nest. And that God should be recalled for the good that he does. Modim modim, or if the person davening for the Amud says modim twice. Mishatkin so. Then we silence him. Hamachana ba'arayos, mishatkin so. If somebody interprets, if somebody gives a metaphor for the arayos, for the forbidden relationships, we silence him. And the Tosos Yantiv says, Because he's interpreting the Torah not in accordance with the law. So he's, he's actually not just wrong, he's practical halacha wrong. If somebody interprets the verse not to pass your children for molech, which means through fire, which was the service of molech, if they interpret it to mean not to impregnate a non-Jewish woman, then we silence him with extreme prejudice. We really shut him down hard. And we'll see why that is momentarily. Let us look in the Barton Uro. If somebody says that the good ones will bless you, God, this is not a Jewish way of praying. When uh, we pray, we have to include the bad people. Prayer and praising God is not just for the good people. It includes the bad people, too. The entire community has an obligation to praise God. We see that the Cholvona had a negative smell, it had an unpleasant odor, and yet it was one of the uh, ingredients used in making the incense that was used in the temple. So the unpleasant odor is just one of the things that combines to make a very pleasant odor when everything is said and done. 
If we say that God's mercy extends to the bird's nest, So if we say that God has mercy on the bird's nest, and he said that we shouldn't take the mother with the eggs or with the chicks, similarly, may he have mercy on us. If he says such a thing, we silence the person who is davening for the Ahmed. Because he's describing the commandments that God has given us to mercy. And they're really because God said so. So we try to understand reasons for them. We try to learn lessons from what God has told us to do. But bottom line, we do mitzvahs because God gave them to us and not to say, well, this is a sign of mercy. I think it's the Rambam who says that if the mitzvahs were because of mercy, we wouldn't be allowed to eat meat at all. There wouldn't be sacrifices at all. So we shouldn't go trying to attribute reasons to uh, God's mitzvahs. And may you be remembered for the good that you do. Thank you for the good things. We silence a person who says this. Because we are obligated to thank God for the bad things, just like we thank him for the good things, which is why there's a blessing when someone dies. And, and we, we don't only thank God for things that we recognize as good. Modim, modim. If someone says modim twice... We silence him too. Demachazi kishte rishios, because it looks like he's acknowledging two powers. Kemodu umakaba alav shnei alahos, like he's got two gods, as it were, that he's praying to. Hamachana be'arayos, if somebody interprets the forbidden relationships. Shadorish parsha shal arayos beloshem kinoi, he interprets them as a metaphor. Shomer deloba arayos mamash diber hakasuv, that the Torah is not really talking about forbidden relationships. Elo shaloi gala klon aviv klon imo barabim, but we shouldn't reveal our parents' uh, shortcomings, their fallacies in public. That would be an embarrassment, as if we were uncovering their nakedness. So we have to stop that because that's going to lead people into thinking that forbidden relationships are permitted. That they interpret Molech to mean that we shouldn't use our seed to impregnate non-Jewish women. Don't have relations with a non-Jewish woman because then she will have a son who will worship idols. So if somebody says this, we silence him harshly. He takes the verse out of its literal meaning. And the way he's explaining it, then having sex with a non-Jewish woman would be a sin that's worthy of karis, which it isn't. And if someone who did it accidentally would have to bring a chatas, and again, this is not the halacha. So we cannot permit someone to say things that are so wildly inaccurate. That is the end of Mishnah Tess. Join us tomorrow when we will conclude with the last Mishnah in Maseches Megillah, and we will begin Moed Katan.